Coastly Coast. Your coast-to-coast source for wedding planning and info is live. The Weddingzilla Podcast. The Weddingzilla Podcast. Everything and everyone you need to hear while planning your wedding. Or even just thinking about it. The Weddingzilla Podcast. Featuring interviews and advice from some of the top professionals in the wedding industry. Connect. Facebook. Instagram. Connect on Facebook and Instagram. At The Weddingzilla. At The Weddingzilla. And even submit ideas for future episodes. Welcome to The Weddingzilla Podcast. Hello, hello. This is Wyatt checking in from California here on the Weddingzilla podcast. And I'm Matt Johnson checking in in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital, showboating Weddingzilla today. <laughs> well, today is a very special day because uh, I've been following this uh, our, our special guest for quite some time. I'm very envious of some of the stuff that he gets to do. Um, Who's our guest today? And our, Who is yeah, our guest is Michael Greenberg. From uh, He does uh, Spark Wedding Events in uh, Tampa, Florida. Uh, and he... I call him. He's probably like a, a light magician. I don't. I, I don't know how you say. Say hello, Michael. Hey, how's everyone doing? It's an absolute pleasure to be here, Wyatt and Matt. Yeah, great to have you here, Michael. So, uh, Michael, you know, I, I kind of gave you, uh, you know, uh, our, I guess our listeners a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of hype here. But uh, so, talk to us about uh, what are you known for down in Tampa? What, you know, what's uh, what. what what are you doing down there? You know, that's a funny thing. People ask me all the time, you know, describe your company. And it's uh, it's it's quite lengthy, uh, to, to be honest with you. I mean, we're a DJ company um, at the core, uh, but we're also a lighting company. We do a lot of special effects. Um, and what we're going to talk about today uh, is uh, Cold Spark Sparkler Fountains, which are um, pyrotechnic um, uh, simulators, uh, absolutely non-pyro and indoor safe. Um, but we do a ton of stuff with... Um, pin spot highlighting, snow machines, um, battery operated uh, monograms, monogram projection. Um, actually, uh, why we hadn't even talked about it, but I'm, uh, I, I just got into what's going to be the next thing on the horizon. And I, I, I have it here in the box. I haven't even opened it yet, but it's, um, it's something called AR um, or uh, augmented reality with uh, projection mapping. So we're really trying to step up the game and, um, and, you know, bring, a lot of excitement and a lot of options to our clients here in Tampa. Wow. I mean, that's quite a bit. So let's, let, let's start off with the, the indoor sparkler fountains. So talk to us a little bit about that. What, what exactly is that? Uh, and, and, and how, how does that relate to weddings? Well, it's a funny story. I was actually at uh, LDI, which is a uh, lighting um, specialty show that happens in Las Vegas. And I was there with fuel lighting and there was a booth behind me of this company called, um, Sparktacular. And every 15, 20 minutes, this thing went up and there was these brilliant sparklers that were shooting up 12 feet up in the air. And I was just blown away by it. And, and, and I'm going over there and I'm talking to them and, and they're, they're talking about these things for indoor concerts and stage and you know these guys are a pyro company um you know bringing something to the market that's safe for inside and i, I went over and i was talking to them and i i wanted i wanted to get two of them uh, i thought it was really cool i said listen i think i could do something with exits and they're like no way no no one's gonna do this i said listen i want to do exits maybe first dance and and they actually didn't want to sell it to me um but after some nudging uh, i actually got in on the very first round of sparkler fountains and um, 
it has been an absolute um, joy here in Tampa. People have absolutely loved it. We've done style shoots. We've done uh, plenty of fashion shows, uh, bridal shows, and then um, booking after booking of different weddings and going out to venues and getting them to approve us to be able to use it for both indoor and outdoor. Um, and so you start seeing first kisses, first dances, and intros and exits. Uh, it's it's gone absolutely um, crazy. I I changed the name of my company from Nature Coast Entertainment to Spark Wedding Events specifically around these machines. Um, you know, for two solid years, I had the entire market on sparkler fountains. Uh, people are starting to get in there now, but um, you know, we've got um, probably over fifty events and you know completed. Um, from two unit events all the way up to where we've got 10 going out uh, next week. Hey, Michael, can you tell me a little bit about when you go into a venue, what obstacles you may have, what what approving has to be done? Um, do you have to demonstrate it for them there? Tell me a little bit about that, how that works. Well, that's a great question. And that's something that absolutely uh, you never want to surprise a venue uh, with. Um, you know, you don't want someone pulling a uh, fire alarm, you know, during the uh, first dance. Um so you go in, uh, we actually talk with the operations team. We uh, get them out there. Often we'll do demonstrations, um, show them, you know, what it is. Sometimes we'll actually get the manufacturer who's a very involved manufacturer um, to, they'll actually send MSDS information if, they, if needed over to uh, building safety managers. Should the uh, municipality require it, we do pull permits. Um, some municipalities do require Firewatch, some very specific permits, some um, very specific, um, you have to draw up site plans. Um, sometimes there's, you know, there's some requirements that we have to, to uh, overcome. But uh, in the end, uh, we're, we're getting, you know, great pictures and very, very happy uh, customers. So once that is approved by the venues, then it can be ongoing, correct? You know, let's say venue A, you know, approves of your sparklers coming in, then any clients from then on, you already got the approval and be okay to go in there and do it. And now to upsell it to the client as well, correct? That's that's absolutely correct. Once the venue uh, says it's okay, uh, we pretty much have uh, open season on that. Uh, and one thing that we do um, uh, try to also instill with our uh, demonstrations is that there are certain manufacturers out there that are not the same as what we use because we're using the you know the Cadillac model uh, which is the safety um, the safest of all of these models so we want to make sure that they know just because you're approving us don't approve cold spark across the board you have to look at each unit uh, individually to make sure that it is safe for your venue because um, although it is cold spark and you can definitely put your hand in it and touch it um, you know it is a combustible metal so I mean, you definitely want to make sure that you're doing everything correctly and safely. Now, is it when you do it indoors? Is there a lot of smoke? I mean, I, what about? I mean, how close can people be to it? How does that work? We definitely want to have people a couple feet away from it. Um, you know, we we uh, I did I did eight units this past weekend, and there was the band right by the stage. So I told them, you know, I want them to just take a couple steps back for when these are going to go off. Um, it we actually shoot it to the music so as the music built up uh the the you know the sparklers went off um you know right on cue with the music um and then we um we informed the bride and groom where we want them to stand we let the photographers and videographers know where we want them to stand not just for um safety um although it's completely i mean you can touch it it's completely safe i don't recommend it but you can 
Um, but you know, for the best shots and, um, you know, we want to make sure that uh, everyone is, is, you know, doing everything that we need them to do in order to get this effect for the bride and groom. Um, I've never had an issue. Everyone always, you know, follows everything that we suggest. And oftentimes the photographers are very excited because we actually do test shots for them so they can get their exposure. Right. Um, because these are incredibly bright and if we don't do that, they'll be overexposed. So now you, you were telling me a story, you know, uh, earlier about you, you have an event coming up and I think you have like, what, 10 units going out and something about a helicopter. What, what, what's going on with that? Yeah, it's uh, a 10 unit exit on a um, piece of private property, um, about an hour and a half for me. And um, they're, they're going to walk through that um, to a helicopter and then take off as, in, as their exit in a, in a helicopter. I'm blown away by this whole thing. Yeah, yes, it is. I mean, it's not, like, it's not like every day you say like, yeah, you know what? I think we're uh, so forget the cars, you know, forget the traffic. We'll just use a helicopter. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's the thing is that um, <clears throat> these units have opened me up to a lot of really interesting um, experiences because we're now being called upon by the largest production companies in the area to come in and do these for them uh, as well. So when um, our Tampa mayor was after this, this runoff election was elected, we had four units for, for her when she was um, announced as mayor go off, uh, which was great because it made national news. Uh, I have a technical question for you, Michael. Are, are these, um, you know, electric, you have to have electricity plugged in or are they battery operated as well, where you can just go anywhere? Do you have to have access to electricity for them? Not only do we have to have electricity to them, we need multiple circuits, uh, depending on how many units they do draw quite a bit of power. Uh, the newer units that we have draws just over five amps uh, a piece. So, mm. um, you know, we do um, ahead of time, make sure that there is ample power for us, that the gauging is correct. So we're not drawing too much. Um, these do run uh, DMX through all of the, so we do have to wire all of the units together and they go into uh, this really cool controller, um, which believe it or not, that is battery operated, but this really cool controller that will literally give you the internal temperatures of all of the units, any error codes, um, everything that you need to know what's going on with the units you can see um, on this screen. Um, again, everything's around safety. And, and I'm assuming, you know, whether it's yourself or, an employee or two that you have is, is, is they're the only ones that, that a set them up and operate them. I'm assuming you just don't hand them over to anybody. That's also correct. There's a whole certification process just through the manufacturer, um, on how to use these, um, how to safely operate them, how to, um, deal with any issues with them, how to handle the material. Um, and then the controller itself actually has a key, um, much like a actual pyro controller, so that even when it's ready to go, you can't actually hit fire until that key has been turned. And and how many times can you utilize them throughout the evening? I mean, can you hit a button and it run for thirty seconds, thirty minutes? How, how does it work? It's about it's up to about a minute or so, um, continuous. But then you can allow it to cool off and then continue to use it. Um, we do offer multiple um, events. Um, so if we're already there, they can do what we call an event, which would be a first dance, first kiss, um, grand entrance or grand exit um, for a fraction of the price of, of booking them fully, uh, you know, more units. So if they have four units, they're going to be able to do an entrance and then maybe an exit later. And it'd be, a, you know, we'll just move the machines and uh, get them set up again. Uh, but absolutely, if they if they have them set up for intros on the dance floor and we want to do first dance, we can do that as well. 
Wow. All right. And then I think you also you you do staged photo shots with the couple too as well, correct? That actually comes uh, with our pricing structure. As long as it fits in the timeline, we want to work with the photographer, the videographer, and the couple in order to get the, you know that that picture because that's you know walking out with that exit is great. It's great for your guests, but you're not always going to get that that perfect picture. Uh, they're spending a, a quite a bit of money to have this effect. We want them to actually have that. We've actually done it where after the exit, they've drove away and then they came back to do the post pictures. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, you know, ballpark, I mean, what would something like this run a couple? We charge $750 for two units uh, for one event. Oh, okay. All right. And then, so what is the most common package? You know, things are changing. Now it's four units and dry ice for the first dance. That's a big thing. What would the... Uh with the with the uh, with the dry ice cloud effect yeah the dry ice cloud effect so you know the the dry ice cloud is going to billow out first you know then the sparkler fountains are going to go up during the the height of the music and and we always try to coordinate it with the song with either the dj or the band whomever we're working with to make sure that it is um exactly right on cue and is it mostly your djs that would be at an event like this or you you can somebody else you know it might be at an event where they've hired another company to dj but they're hiring you to do the effects you know funny thing is we're actually hired often very late in the game it's a something that they want but they they usually book us 30 to 60 days before so you know the band or the djs already hired in a lot of times uh, we are getting further out now, but uh, that's what we have been seeing. Uh, I think it's just that the couples wanted it, but they didn't want to spend the money. But now they opened up uh, a little bit of budget and then they can actually get this. So we're being booked often 30 days before. Yeah, the reason I asked was because I just want to, you know, like if I were DJing an event and all of a sudden, I didn't know. And, you know, your crew walks in, they got all these sparklers around my system. I just wouldn't want to freak out. You know, I'd be like, whoa, whoa what's this? what's going on here? So, um, yeah, we, we, um, get ahead of every vendor. We want to make sure everyone's well aware of what we're doing. Um, my whole company, regardless of what we do, uh, we're kind of over communicators. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, we have no problem talking with uh, people ahead of time with, I, I tell you something that's funny though. Um, almost all of the time we're a secret from someone. So we're never on the timeline. We're never on the vendor list. And so I have to actually go through and contact vendors and let them know, hey, you can't say anything uh, mm -hmm. because either, you know, the groom booked it for for his bride and didn't, you know, didn't want her to know or mom and dad booked it and didn't want the kids to know. Um, but um, a pro the last couple events have all been complete surprises. Wow, that's awesome. That's just a, a wonderful um, upgrade and surprise for um, for your clients. Must be amazing, and that must be some serious planning. I mean, you're not on anything, which I mean, a, a lot of things could go wrong. I mean, people could forget. I mean, the, things could slip through the cracks, and being able to coordinate that—that's a—that's uh, that's kind of that's a pretty big deal. I mean, I, I give you uh, I give you some serious applause for that. I mean, that's uh, that, that, that that definitely takes a lot of work. Now, with the cold, you know, with the sparklers. Now, you also do other event lighting as well. So, talk to us a little bit about that. So we do. I mean, gosh, I, I, you know, full, full uplighting, um, you know, and I think the biggest thing about uplighting is a lot of people don't even realize that they're getting uplighting and it's, and it's being done all wrong. Um, you know, if you can go through and see, you know, wall with no light and then a little streak of light and then wall with no light and a little streak of light, you know, they're paying for uplighting. They're not even getting it done right. Uh, you know, we do full venue, you know, change. It's, um, 
you know, we actually pull up schematics of the rooms and, and we try to get a light every 10 feet and uh, our lights do about a 45 degree angle. So we're actually able to get a, a nice spread on the walls, which makes a big, big difference and, and, you know, looks completely different than probably most of the people in my area. Um, and then another big thing is pin spot highlighting. And that's why I know something where you started following me a long time ago. Uh, we use uh, fuel lighting systems, which is the premier product for pin spot highlighting. It's a battery operated um, magnetic uh, light that not only is it easy to use and it's absolutely gorgeous in its color uh, as far as the color of light, but there's a whole tool system that can allow you to install it into ceilings up to about 20, 22 feet without ever needing a ladder, being able to get in there after florals are set, after tables are set, cakes in there, and you can literally pop in there and magnetically attach to the ceiling. I can pin spot an entire ballroom in about 30 minutes. Really? And, and, and you said you have some kind of tool that what you, you put the pin spot in the end and just sort of hoist it up? Yeah, it depends on what ceiling we're looking at. So um, we have uh, air wall plaque, air wall uh, plate um, that goes in the tracks. So I can put four lights on there and put it into um, the pole that uh, I got from Fuel Lighting, and literally uh, go right to the ceiling and snap it right in, and then focus it afterwards. I can put the light directly into a, a steel beam um, if I need to. It the light can actually go onto a ledge. There's virtually no venue that I can go into that I, I, I'm unable to do proper pin spot lighting. And I rarely ever have to bring pipe and base. Wow. That's amazing. So it completely vanishes into the venue. And this way the, you know, the florals get lit, the, the, the tables get lit, the cake gets lit. And the way I describe it, it's probably the hardest thing to actually sell because it looks so good, but they don't know why it looks good because right. you don't see that it's a light. You just see what you're supposed to see and you see it at the right color and it looks right to your eye. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like people have no idea how it's even being done because there's no shadows on it. It's, it's all from above. And if it's, you know, it's, it's coming at a slight angle. So it's it's not like it's just the center of the flowers. It is it's hitting the, you know, the forefront of the flowers. And it's when you turn them off, they're like, oh, wow. Or when you take them down, they're completely blown away. No, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, when you, people do not realize, I mean, what real pin spotting does. Uh, and I mean, you spend all this, you spend all this money on florals and, but then you don't, you don't even light them up. It's like, you don't put the, it's like you make a cake, but then you don't put the icing on the cake. And literally, I mean, I, I've seen your work. I've seen the, how, how you pin spotted them and from multiple different angles and it looks amazing. Well, thank you. And it's funny too, because I'll walk into a venue and I'll see this absolute, like this past weekend was in a beautiful venue and absolutely gorgeous um, you know, they had a wrapped dance floor. They had a beautiful band. They had eight sparklers. You know, they had um, their a production company did all of the lighting um, and it, it was perfect, but they, they didn't go. And I'm sure that the production company offered it, but they didn't go with um, highlighting the florals and it would have cost them a very small amount compared to their wedding and all of their florals would have popped and it would have given that whole wow effect. And, and I think pin spot highlighting is exactly that it gives that room that wow effect that you just you, you don't realize it. it it just looks amazing and you don't know why and that's and just if you're listening that's why so if you want those photos just like on pinterest 
you got you you have to you have to do you have to spend the money and do the pin spots finish it finish fin- finish the job if you're going to spend the money on the flowers do the right thing get the pin spotting not just on one or two pieces but you got to pin spot all the tables and about on average how many tables do you think you have to pin spot you know that's interesting i i always try to get with the florist and, and find out what the floral design is because if they're going to have um you know let's say they have they have eight tables that have high um, florals with the with the big floral arrangement and the rest of the tables are all lows with candles you don't have to do the lows if you hit the highs you're in you know with with two lights or three lights depending on what how big they are from different angles you'll make a huge difference and the, the lows don't need to necessarily be done because your eyes are being caught on that on that scene with all of the those highs and that's you know you hit that you hit the cake you hit the center uh, the sweetheart table that's all you need to do yeah, that's, yeah. Now, what about monograms? What, talk, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, we've gone to um, projection monograms. Um, so we use um, high lumen video projectors with basically just JPEG files. And um, with the right projector, we can put it off to the side. We're able to do what's called keystoning, where we can actually um, kind of bend the image so it fits on the wall, even from an angle and um, have a very, very brilliant, bright, perfect, um, clean, crisp monogram um, in any design that they want. We can change it last minute or even at the venue, add color, have it animated. Um, projection, uh, monogram projection is, is by far the best way to do it. And you can make your own uh, uh, monograms with that, right? You don't have to send out, you know, like a steel gobo. Or- right, yeah, no, I just... And, and you can take their designs and just incorporate it right in. I just use Photoshop and turn it into a JPEG with the, with the right dimensions. Um, and then you just invert it with a black background. And it, you know, with the right projector, you literally don't see the the square of the projector, um, you know, where the projection image is. You just see the monogram and um, it looks absolutely stunning. We still use, um, you know, the old Source 4s for some architectural lighting. Um, and then I have from fuel, I've got battery operated, uh, gobo projectors that are tiny and small and they're magnetic and we can hide them away and do again, more texture designs. And those are the ones I have, man. Those things are amazing. I have four of them. I really need four more, but they're battery powered. You can hang them anywhere. They're, they come in white, you know, you can have the, the adjustable shutters. The, I mean, it, the, they're, they're, they're phenomenal, especially when people roll up and they're like, well, where's that light coming? Well, don't you need to plug it in? I don't need to plug in nothing. So, um, exactly. And, the, and that light that you have too, you can actually, it's modular. You can pop that out and then run a chandelier off of that same battery system. Yeah. It's, it's simply, it, these lights are like, they're the, they're, they're the top of the line, bottom line, top of the line. Now you also with the monitor, now doing, since you're doing video, you also can, you, you've been doing a little bit of motion video at all with the monograms yeah i've done a couple yeah um i actually don't make those i do send those out um to a company in texas but um we can definitely do uh, animated or motion monograms which are a lot of fun that draws out their names and spells everything out um but that's that's definitely a, a, an easy add-on but it can be done with the projector just the same as a as a monogram it's just a video file now you mentioned something new that you just got in the mail Talk to us a little bit about this uh, new technology that you're cooking up that uh, people are going to be probably itching to, to follow you and, and, and check out. 
this is exciting because I was on the waiting list for over a year. Uh, and this thing is, it's light form, uh, makes it, and it's a, it basically looks like a, the, an Xbox, um, I for, for what, uh, for the Xbox one. And it sits on top of your projector and then it automatically maps an area giving dimension, giving, um, you the ability to very quickly, um, add images and video into, um, into the scene that you're working in. So it's called augmented reality. Um, I haven't even taken it out of the box yet, but from what I've seen, it takes mapping what used to take hours to do uh, down into minutes. And um, it's got a, a computer brain on board. So you don't even have to have a computer hooked up to it. You can send the file to it over Wi-Fi and um, have it do whatever it is video wise that you want it to do in the spaces in which you want to do it. Swing back a little bit. Talk to us about the mapping, because uh, I think there's a lot of probably a lot of couples out there that they don't know what that is. What what, what is mapping? Mapping is a way of telling the computer and the projector where you want to have your images. So I'm sure everyone's seen that Disney cake where it was a Cinderella scene and there was um, a whole Disney thing on all the different tiers of the cake. That's all done with projection mapping. Wow. So this really, this new technology is just really taking things to the next level on, on a bigger scale of just not doing it just on a cake, but you're probably going to be doing like whole walls. Correct. You can do walls. You could do it on flowers. One of the things that I even saw that was a really cool idea was basically um, think of it like a burlap string with some um, vintage looking blank postcards on there. And you could project just on those cards um, a, a video image of both the couple as kids and maybe they're coming, you know, coming together and they get together in the center card as a couple in their engagement photos. I don't know. Like, like I said, I haven't even popped it open yet. I think there we'd have to work with, um, you know, the videographers or what have you to get the right video, but the options are endless on this thing. So, so really you're just kind of like pioneering through this and, and, and trying to stay ahead of uh, technology and, and offer your, your couple something kind of unique that not uh, probably everybody in your market is offering. Does that sound about right? It really does. I, I, I try to want to lead a trend. I, I led a trend of pin spots, you know, years ago uh, when no one was doing it. Now people are trying to catch up. Then I started with the sparkler fountains and, you know, for two years, there was not a single person within a hundred miles of me doing these things. And now, you know, there's a couple more as they're starting to catch up and I'm already trying to get on to the next thing. And then the next thing beyond that, um, to start, you know, what that new trend's going to be. Now, one thing I also, if, if, our couples have been listening from the beginning of our podcast to the end. One of the things like I guess kind of uh, strikes me is, is that every time that you're doing this special, uh, you know, lighting design or the sparkler effect or any of those types of things, you know, you're reaching out, you know, you're not, you're not working, you're not just doing stuff in a bubble. You're not just doing stuff on your own. You're actually reaching out to the different wedding pros that you're, that you're going to be working with and, and you're, I mean, that just, I mean, that, that takes a lot of time. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Communication is, is definitely the key here. And regardless of what you're doing, what I always say in the wedding industry, and I've been doing this a very long time, I think, I think possibly longer than both of you. I mean, I've been doing this since 1990. Um, the 
it takes it takes everyone to collaborate together to get that final product for the couple. So the photographer is not the most important one there. The videographer, the planner, the cake person, no one's the most important person there. And certainly not the DJ, especially that DJs that look at me guy. None of that is important. Everyone has to work together as a, as a, as a team in order to bring that, that product to the bride and groom. And sometimes there's some stronger members of the team. And sometimes um, it's a, it's a team full of, of just seasoned pros, but if it's done right, it really, really makes a difference. I think it's what I'm just trying to point out is, is that, you know, these wedding couples, you know, I, I want them to understand that, you know, a DJ is just not, it, it, he doesn't start just when he arrives and starts setting up the planning process, the, the, the working yeah. on your, your special day starts way beyond that time to the lead up. And a lot of times, a lot of these special things in order to make them special, to make them unique, to make them pop, you, you have to spend that upfront time before you actually go do the event. Oh, that's that's absolutely critical. I mean, there's so much involved ahead of time that I don't think people realize what's involved with. I mean, we're all DJs here, so we can say that. Um, but I don't think people realize, oh, I, I can play music. I, I love music. I'm going to be a DJ. I'm going to go out and buy a couple things and I'm going to go out there. Playing the music's the easy part. It's everything else that is what's critical. Um, you know, it, it's, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, playing the music well, isn't always easy, but playing music is relatively easy, but getting the right equipment. I mean, I run almost exclusively wireless sound. Um, you know, I, I I'm always looking again for what's, what's going to make mm-hmm. the, the setup cleaner, what's going to make the experience better. Um, you know, I, I've gone with, um, some dance floor lights that instead of going with a bar, I literally install them using some of my pin spotting tools and I install my wash lights in the ceiling. Um, so this way it completely vanishes to the, to the couple and, and to the guests. So you don't see it. I'm always looking for what's an eyesore and how can we get that, make that look better. Wow. Matt, did you have any other questions for Michael? Well, it sounds like Michael's got it going on down there. You know, he's been at it since 1990. Yep, that's definitely longer than I have been doing. I've been DJing since 97. Um, but I wouldn't say my field of expertise is in lighting. Um, the best lighting, you know, I experienced, you know, I used to do Broadway shows for a living, national tours and a chorus line. You know, when that first came out, that that broke ground for new lighting and stage lighting and, uh, you know, um, you know, I was always amazed at, um, you know, Broadway shows and what these people do, you know, and it, and I think what's happening and people like you, Michael, who are um, experienced and intelligent in that field, they're bringing like an incredible production, you know, to somebody's wedding if they can, if it's in their budget. And it's just, it's phenomenal. It's, it's beyond my pay grade, but um, I'm in awe of, uh, you know, what you can do. It's, it's, it is special and it looks, it certainly is a wow factor on so many levels. Well, I appreciate that. It, it really is. When my favorite thing is that first look that when the bride and groom comes in and they see that the room is exactly the way they envisioned it, or even, you know, way better than they envisioned it. That's truly the, the pinnacle of what makes, you know, what makes you feel good as far as lighting do, it goes. So Michael, how can people get a hold of you? How can people find you? How can people book you? You know, uh, how, you know, how, you know, what, you know, do you cover all of Florida, part of Florida? Tell us about, tell us how, how, do, how does couples get a hold of you? You can definitely reach us at sparkweddingevents.com um, or at sparkweddingevents on Facebook or Instagram. And um, I cover about a hundred miles out of Tampa. So 
um, the west coast of Florida for a good chunk of it, and then all the way to central Florida like Orlando. Um, and I've been asked to travel elsewhere, and I have absolutely no problem with it. So we've been as far south as Key West, as far north as, um, you know, just north of Atlanta. And um, I have absolutely no problem. I'd, I'd love to travel more. Unfortunately, unlike photographers, DJs, it's you can't throw this stuff on a plane and just fly where you're going. So it takes a little bit more uh, work to get there. But um, we, I, I love new experiences and I hate cookie cutter. I want to do something new and exciting every single time. I can't agree with you more. So, Michael, thank you for being on the Weddingzilla. Uh, we really appreciate it. Hey, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's an honor, guys. Uh, thank you for having me on uh, your episode. Yes, thank you, Michael. And uh, good luck down there and keep on doing what you do in Tampa, Florida. The Weddingzilla Podcast. Everything and everyone you need to hear while planning your wedding. Tons of resources are on our website, too. And you can submit ideas for future episodes. Visit theweddingzilla.com. Theweddingzilla.com. And stay connected. Stay connected on Facebook and Instagram. At The Weddingzilla. At The Weddingzilla. The Weddingzilla Podcast.